We are in the epicenter of conversation. IB, your tour guide, conductor for all things discussion, debate, where Alabama football is concerned. It's in my own words. I am Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. People, we are fresh off the NFL draft. That's right. 2019 National Football League draft in the books. And before we get into topic two of this week's edition of shows, which will consist of uh, recapping the NFL draft where Alabama players are concerned and providing you draft grades for the respective fits of these players on the teams and also my discussion of why Nick Saban was right in terms of not supporting the idea of seeing players declare early for the NFL draft. Got to remind you of the hottest form of technology that you need to get your hands on, that being the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You crave Crimson Tide football. This is your team, your program, your diehard fan. No smoking mirrors, no sugar coating. This is your football team. No better way to get locked in than getting this app, which you can pick it up iPhone App Store, the Rockin' Team Apple, Google Play Store if you are with the Android phone. Podcast options, as always, conveniently located at the bottom of the screen. For Alabama head football coach Nick Saban, he now has positioned 87 players to the NFL Draft, 29 of those first-round picks. Over the weekend, he had 10 players to get drafted, three of those first-round picks. And starting the recap off for the first round, Number three overall was defensive lineman Quinnen Williams going to the New York Jets. Number 11 overall was offensive tackle Jonah Williams going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Number 24 overall was Josh Jacobs going to the Oakland Raiders. In the second round, the 50th overall pick was tied in Irv Smith Jr. to the Minnesota Vikings. Third in the third round, 87th overall pick was running back Damian Harris to the New England Patriots. Fourth round at pick number 115 was outside linebacker Christian Miller to the Carolina Panthers. Fifth round, in which we had three guys starting it off, Deontay Thompson at pick 139 to the Arizona Cardinals. At pick 153, we had Ross Pierschbaker, offensive lineman, to the Washington Redskins. At pick 155, we had Mac Wilson to the Dog Pound, linebacker going to the Cleveland Browns. And rounding things off, sixth round, pick 192 overall, we had Isaiah Bugs going to the Steel Curtain, Heinz Field, the ketchup bottle, that being those Pittsburgh Steelers. Just a recap there of all the players that were drafted via the Crimson Tide. Now we get into the draft fit grades here. Starting this off with Quinnen Williams, number three overall to the New York Jets. This was an A-plus grade for me. A-plus fit. Reason why I mentioned in the previous podcast when I broke down where I felt like the players would go in the draft. If the Jets were trying to break out, of an AFC East division that's been dominated by the New England Patriots for decades. They got to get the defensive pieces that can put Tom Brady on his butt 
and make him reconsider, do I really want to play football until I'm 45 years old? The Jets officially now have the pieces. You got Quinnen Williams and Leonard Williams on the defensive line, C.J. Mosley and Avery Williamson at linebacker, and then you got Jamal Adams with a host of others in the secondary. They got the pieces to do some damage, to make some noise, hopefully soon become a Super Bowl contender, but this was an A-plus fit for me when you talk Quinnen Williams to the New York Jets. 11th overall pick of the first round, Jonah Williams, Cincinnati Bengals. I give this a B pick. I give this a B grade. I'm not the biggest fan of Andy Dalton. I'm not. But when you look at Jonah Williams, a guy that did not give up a sack last year, missed just three assignments and 920 snaps, helped Tua Tagovailoa have a Heisman Trophy caliber season, a Heisman Trophy finalist season as a sophomore. You know, here's a guy that's going to bring balance to Cincinnati. He's going to keep Andy Dalton upright. He's going to enhance the run game of, of Joe Mixon. So, Cincinnati, not the fit I wanted for him. I would have loved for him to have gone three picks later to the Atlanta Falcons at number 14. But since he made the move, who that got their guy in, well, who they got their guy in, I think it was a B pick for the Bengals in terms of Jonah Williams. Moving down to Josh Jacobs, 24th overall running back to the Oakland Raiders. This was an A fit for me. Now, once again, I'm not the biggest fan of the Oakland Raiders. I'm not the biggest fan of John Gruden, but apparently there's a method to his madness. He gives away Amari Cooper. He gives away Khalil Mack, but he picks up Josh Jacobs, who if you're Derek Carr, you've got some weapons. You got Jacobs. You got Antonio Brown. You got J.J. Nelson. You got some guys that are going to enhance your passing game. And whoever the NFL draft reporter was that sat there and said, Josh Jacobs isn't physical enough. Son, I don't think you watch the Orange Bowl between Alabama and Oklahoma, in Oklahoma where Jacobs just takes his pass from Tua Tagovailoa and just trucks over and an Oklahoma defensive back, just took his soul from him, walks into the end zone and flex is on the dude I don't think you watched a single game where Alabama's concerned when you watch Josh Jacobs just be an absolute human bowling ball demon on the field just plowing through guys so even though I am not the biggest Raider fan John Gruden may be a method to his madness gets Josh Jacobs an A fit for me second round here you look at the 50th overall pick, Josh Jacobs, uh, Josh Jacobs, Irv Smith Jr., excuse me, tight end, Minnesota Vikings. This was an A fit for me. And here's why. Kirk Cousins, 30 years old, when his career was with the Washington Redskins, his complaint was always, don't have enough weapons, don't have enough guys around me, don't have enough playmakers. Well, now... And he, as he comes into his second year with the Vikings in the fall, he has no excuse to not at some point have Minnesota 
in the Super Bowl because you've got Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, both coming back off 1,000-yard seasons. you got Dalvin Cook, a beast of a running back, and now you add Irv Smith Jr. to the piece. Also, you got Laquan Treadwell, who didn't have the greatest year last year, but the young man coming out of Ole Miss, pretty good wide receiver. The question becomes, what happens to Kyle Rudolph at tight end? Because with Irv Smith being drafted, you wonder, is the time over with for Rudolph in Minnesota? That will continue to be monitored. But with Diggs, Thielen, Cook, Laquan Treadwell, and now Irv Smith Jr., there is no excuse for one Kirk Cousins. I give this an A fit because the NFC North with the Vikings just got more, more huge on offensive firepower. Going to the third round here, 87th overall pick, where Damian Harris, running back, went to the New England Patriots. I give this a B grade. This was a B fit for me. New England, they like to mix and match their backs. They, they don't just have one bell cow of a guy. They like to rotate two and three and four backs in, kind of like what Alabama does under Nick Saban. And with Damian Harris so used to sharing the load during his time in Tuscaloosa, he will do that under Bill Belichick as the Patriots have Sony Michelle, James White, Brandon Bolden, and Rex Burkhead. Now, will they keep Bolden and Burkhead? That remains to be seen, especially with how good Sony Michelle and James White are. But regardless of what happens, Damian Harris is going to come in. He's going to push highly intelligent, very intellectual. You saw at the NFL Combine, he's got speed 4-5-7-40, had a 37-inch vert, 10-foot 1-inch broad jump, hurtled over a cameraman in the pass catching drills. Guy has a ton of ability. Probably doesn't have that one thing that he really excels at, but he does everything very, very well. Two-time, one thousand yard back in 2016 and 2017 led the team in rushing last year with 100 with 876 yards be fit when you look at Damian Harris to the New England Patriots fourth round we got Christian Miller pick 115 to the Carolina Panthers keep pounding this is an A fit for me when you look at KK short Q1 short Luke Keekley at linebacker, guys like Coney Ealy on the defensive line. Christian Miller is going to firmly benefit playing from around all of those guys. He, go, he, stay, he goes back home to, to Carolina, not necessarily South Carolina, but he goes to Charlotte, North Carolina to play with the Panthers. So he goes back home and uh, Carolina gets a steal. This was a guy that had 11 and a half tackles for loss, 12 quarterback hurries, eight and a half sacks prior to him getting hurt against Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. According to Pro Football Focus, Christian Miller was one of the nastiest edge rushers in college football a season ago. And at his pro day, just ripped through the bags, footwork, edge bending ability. It's all there. He's being put in a system under head coach Ron Rivera that he is going to thrive. I like Christian Miller. He will be probably one of the biggest steals of this draft. He will be successful in Carolina. That was an A fit for me, him going in the fourth round 
to the Panthers. Fifth round here, starting this off, Deontay Thompson at pick 139 to the Arizona Cardinals. This was a B fit here. You got DJ Swearinger over there. You got Patrick Peterson over there. You also have Buda Baker, of whom the Cardinals drafted from the Washington Huskies. I like Deontay Thompson's size at 6'2", 195 pounds. There were questions about his knee and other health issues coming into the two this draft, but I feel like this is a guy that can elevate, that can record interceptions, that can turn turnovers into points. And when you're playing in a division that has the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson, the Rams in Jared Goff, the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo, you gotta have that DB that can flip the field, that can break on the football, that can create turnovers and cash in. This was a B fit for me, Deontay Thompson to those Arizona Cardinals. Moving on down, pick 153, Ross Pierschbaker to the Washington Redskins, continuing that tradition of the Washington Road Tide Redskins. For me, This was a C-minus fit. Washington, not many big names, not many productive guys right now along that offensive line. I know it's got Ari Kwanjo, formerly of the University of Alabama, but not many big names, not many productive fits on that front unit. And when you look at Pierce Baker, not overly athletic, kind of stiff at times. Yes, he was a solid left guard for three to four seasons at Alabama prior to being the center this past year, but still not the most overly athletic guy. Maybe he proves me wrong. Hopefully he proves me wrong and has a successful career in the pros. But right now for me, I have him as a C-minus fit here for the Redskins. Going down to pick 155, Mac Wilson, linebacker to the dog pound, the Cleveland Browns, a B pick for me, B fit. Uh, Browns, they got talent on defense. They got some talent on defense. They got some talent at the linebacking core, including one, Joe Sherbert. Uh, Mac is going to have to compete up and down to get a spot. I know he would have much rather went in the second round, but he drops the fifth round regardless of what may have happened. Still, Freddie Kitchens gets an Alabama guy. This is a B pick. Hopefully, really want to see Mac Wilson do well at the next level here. Last but not least, Isaiah Boggs, sixth round pick 192 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. A pick. This was an A pick. For a team that already has Casey Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, and Bud Dupree, getting Isaiah Boggs works here. Goes to the terrible towel, goes to the ketchup bottle in Heinz Field, and a franchise in a division of it known as the AFC North that thrives on hard-hitting, bone-shattering defense. I go back to Alabama's Pro Day. Former Crimson Tide defensive line coach Carl Dunbar was there, and he intently looked at Isaiah Boggs, kept his eyes on him the entire time as Boggs did very well at the Pro Day. This past season, Boggs, 51 tackles for Alabama, 13 and a half tackles for loss and led the team in sacks with nine and a half. So, Bugsy to the Pittsburgh Steelers. This was an A fit for me. And that does it for the grades part of the guys that did get drafted. 
In terms of Nick Saban's statement on why players should not leave early for the NFL draft, he got a lot of heat. He got a lot of criticism for what he said prior to Alabama's spring game. But on Friday night, day two of picks, fans and national media realized Nick Saban is right. Nick Saban knows football. Uh, Nick Saban knows what he's talking about. All the time, he's always been one for making sure his players get guaranteed money. If you are not a concrete first-round pick or a concrete top-20 pick, he behooves you to come back because he knows it may be the smallest, most minute, most insignificant box to you, the player, but it's that box that these NFL uh, draft analysts and NFL scouts are going to blow up and put on a big board as that being the flaw that you should not be drafted because of that flaw. So in order to prevent all of the politicking and leave no stone left unturned, come back for another year and be a concrete first-round guy. Also, the reason why, you had a guy in Tosh Lapoy, position coach, has never called defenses prior to Alabama, was a D-line coach at Kyle Berkeley, was a D-line coach at Washington. He was promoted to defensive coordinator at Alabama as a reward for his recruiting acumen. The young man was not ready. Alabama's defense at times looked lost and confused. And uh, when he left and you brought the veteran coaches back, like Sal Sanceri, Brian Baker, Charles Kelly, you promote Pete Golden to D.C., who's got nine years of experience, and calling that side of the football, if Savion Smith, Mac Wilson, and Deontay Thompson would have came back for one more year of knowledge, growth, experience, but also one more year of working with veteran coaches, not recruiters, veteran coaches, all three of those guys would have been concrete first-round picks. Nick Saban, not being mean, he's one for the players He's one for his guys, just trying to make sure his guys get that concrete money. And on Friday night, he was absolutely correct. Before we take our final break here, I want to throw some players on screen that may have not have been drafted, but have signed deals as undrafted free agents. You look at Jamie Mosley, Alabama linebacker, will follow his brother CJ to the New York Jets. We have Hale Hinches, tight end, who has signed with the Indianapolis Colts. Savion Smith, I just mentioned him, has signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And one Lester Cotton, Tuscaloosa native, has signed with the Oakland Raiders. It's going to do it for this portion of In My Own Words. When we get back, we'll finally dive into Devontae Smith. People are already talking about Tua Tagovailoa and Jerry Judy being possible top five picks for next year's draft. Well, one, Devontae Smith is looking to go from quiet storm to possible top 20 pick. We'll touch into him and tidy up loose ends on the other side of the break. Say my own words.